hey, are you making big changes to your business and taking new risks and it feels a little scary? Well, you know what? It could be incredibly empowering for you and your clients. And I'll tell you all about it with my guest, Roy Bell, on this episode of the Enough Already podcast. Had enough? Ready to turn your career into your own consulting and coaching business? You're in the right place. I'm Betsy Jordan, and with my background as a consultant, entrepreneur, and personal brand builder, I'm here to give you inspiration and guidance to own your brilliance, shape your brand, articulate your message, and get seen and paid as the expert that you already are. This is Enough Already, the place for consultants and coaches to learn how to create businesses and lives that they love. Welcome to the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and today's guest is once again, Roy Bell. So he and I had an amazing conversation about his journey from consulting business ownership back to corporate leadership to this coaching business that is so amazing that he has now, which is all around mindset and life reengineering. And if you missed it, you'll definitely want to listen in because it was powerful. But he and I continued to chat after we wrapped up this episode and we got on the topic of fear, especially that unique kind of fear that presents itself during times of growth and change. So you know what we did is we decided to hit record because we got really excited about the insights that he and I were just developing on the fly around how do you deconstruct fear and how do you reframe its role in your transformation? You're also going to really enjoy this other thing that he and I did together is we co-created a step-by-step approach on how to reverse engineer fear so that it's an empowering force versus a debilitating one. You also get a little insight into how I work. So when people are sharing with me their ideas and what they want to create with their business or some sort of idea they might have around their content, I just cannot help myself but to put order and structure around all those ideas and put words to it. So if you get kind of excited as you see what I do on the fly and you want help with your content, your big ideas, or your business brand, definitely let's chat. Go to www.betsyjordan.com forward slash schedule. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Roy. Yeah. So I, I was, you know, one of the things I was sharing around fear, like it's, it's, it's such a it's a, a huge issue that we all deal with uh, nowadays. You know, we really struggle and we've really hesitated to create space for us as professionals to fail, um, as humans to fail, right? And so when we find ourselves in these, these opportunities or wanting to, to move towards an opportunity, so much fear comes up for us. And so in a, in a coaching session I was having the other day, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, you know, this person taking a, a really massive step. And one of the questions I just, I, I share with him or I ask is, can you be willing to allow yourself to find comfort in fear? Wow. And it was one of those questions where it, you know, you know, when it hits because it goes silent and they sit back. And sometimes like these questions, they, they come up and I don't know where it came from, but it was like the right question at the right time. And it really helped this individual reflect that they were like, wow, like that is exactly what I needed. Because oftentimes, like we perceive fear as being bad. What if fear isn't bad? What is fear? What if if mistakes aren't bad? What if mistakes are neutral? They're not good or bad, but they're part of the learning process that helps get us to the other side. Right. So we have to make mistakes. That's the fastest way to learn is the fastest way to grow. So why fear them? 
What do you think they're we're mostly afraid of? Is it making mistakes and how we're going to look, or what do you think people are afraid of? That is a great question. So glad you asked that, because part of our fear with making mistakes is, you know, and I I don't know if I shared this earlier, but you know, we often play from this position of defense, right? So we're in this mode trying to protect ourselves. You know, there, we feel like there's so much coming at us that we just we got to keep our walls up. We got to be strong. We got to play defense. Um, and by doing that, one of the things that we're most often trying to protect is others' perception of us. Mm. But we spend a lot of time trying to cultivate a narrative that we actually don't even have control of anyway. But what it does is it keeps us from actually taking steps forward. And so it, it doesn't help us. And now it's and this is a completely different thing than creating a narrative or your branding message that you actually want to, you know, this is your, your Batman calling signal in the world. It's we're doing it from a place of 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 lack and I, I would say lack and just just fear, right? It's just more fear that if I take this step, if I make this mistake, um, people are going to judge me. They may not accept me anymore. I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to be isolated. Like all of these things come up for us. And you know, one of the things I always you know, share and I always coach through is only when we show up authentically ready to face the fears, ready to make mis- mistakes is when others are actually going to accept us. <laughs> so we're afraid of rejection. So we isolate ourselves yes. from connection. So, mm-hmm. so either way, it seems like we're not in connection anyway. So you might as well like go for it and try something new and maybe Absolutely. get more authentic connection. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's interesting though, like when um, you talked about in the beginning of our last conversation is what what was hard for you to move forward is there were things in your personal life and you kind of like said, you know, you didn't say what the biggest pride, like I got divorced when I was in my thirties, you know, like it was a little bit of like, oh, it was hard time. You know, like how do we take these kind of things of saying, all right, I got divorced. Like I could say I got divorced more than once. Um, you know, and it's like, how is that like a you know, like pride and you know, like look at me. I look at how I failed relationally, or look at how many, you know, like how do you get that to a point of saying I'm embarrassed about something too? Yeah, this is good. I'm cool with that. Or is or do you just go to acceptance? I for me, I, I moved to I acknowledge it. Like I've talked about it before in other places. I actually share it, you know, on my, if you go into my about page, I, I think I talk about, you know, within this 18 month period, like how it was failed marriage, you know, the, the fear of being separated from my kid, like my family being separated and me saying, oh man, this is like the worst thing that could ever happen. And also finding myself in a position where I was also, you know, transitioning uh, my, my, my career, my work at that time, moving out of engineering. So it was just like a lot of stuff happening. And it was like a huge impact to my whole identity. Um, but I look back on those times, I look back on that, you know, that relationship, and I learned so much, you know, I came out of that, that relationship. Um, once I did the, that inner work to, to kind of process it, I came out of it much stronger, actually saying, you know what, I know what I want, and I know what I don't want. I have my list of non-negotiables, and I have my list of things that are going to be ne- negotiable, right? And so I, I was able to like embrace those things. And I take that, that experience, not only into my you know relationship now, my future relationship, but also my, my career, my business, like those are skills. They're so applicable to every aspect of our lives. Um, if we have the awareness on how to use them. So it's like your fear and what you're afraid of. So with your client, it's like whatever your client was afraid of actually is the 
is the catapult for whatever the future impact is. You know, one of my favorite thought leaders of I, that I just get fascinated by is Monica Lewinsky. Because you know, yeah. she's a big advocate for, you know, obviously for cyberbullying and nobody's experienced more cyberbullying than Monica Lewinsky. And I just love how funny she is about the whole thing. Like she, everything she does on Twitter is like a little bit of tongue in cheeks. And, and it kind of tells me like she's really processed this story. And what was her greatest source of shame is her greatest source of impact. Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel like without some of those difficulties, you would be the coach that you are now? Absolutely not. Um, and that's one of the things I, I highlight on, on my website. Um, and I love this quote from Oprah. Um, it was part of the 1997, her commencement address, I believe the, the, it was Wesley College. And one of her quotes was, turn your wounds into wisdom. Mm. And I just like that, like that, every challenge that comes up that I go through, I'm like, there may be a challenge. There's been a challenge. How do I use that? It makes me say, how do I turn this into, you know, a power, like make it part of my power, merge with the rest of my power, with the rest of my value, because it's so valuable. So fear is connected to our story. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a generic fear. So using your client's example or any other example, it's not like I just generically feel fear, feel fear and that I'm going to be isolated. It's how that fear might be connected to your own personal story and your own personal traumas that is where the superpower is. Like there's a, everybody has their own little shape of something or another, but it's it's how it's connecting there in that specific narrative, not this generic. So maybe that's, maybe that's why a coach is so beneficial is generic, you know, just do this with fear isn't gonna work enough. It's gonna be, let's talk about your story and what you believe and how do we do battle against that belief. Yes, I, I love that you, you brought that up, um, um, Betsy, because it's, it's so import- important, like the work that we're doing um, through coaching is really to separate this bold step that you may have fear around from a previous or past narrative that in your mind on the subconscious level, you've, you've joined together. But we have to do the work to kind of separate those out and really decompose and say, this is actually a, a, a jewel for you to go through this, even if it, it turns out to be to be less than favorable, you're going to learn something from it. It's going to be part of your growth. But to rate to make sure we keep it separate from these past narratives that we've set that may be part of our upbringing, our childhood, like the other side of the fear. If we've come from a place where we've at times felt lonely or isolated or alienated, um, we want to make sure that as we move forward in our life now, we're not we're not continuing that narrative with this new opportunity or challenge that we're facing. Which is why for me, a lot of times in my approach with my brand building, the brand building and the website copy and the website process is I use them as action learning opportunities to actually read, you know, to almost reprogram it. I don't know if I was consciously when I was designing the process, I was thinking about it. But I think that uh, in my mind, you know, you can't just like sit there in therapy all the live long day. I think that's why therapy alone, just talk therapy is not going to 100% heal you because you have to try out new things. You have to kind of lay out new pathways. So when I talk to my clients around like, hey, you should really like use your own name and your branding and they start having a meltdown. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, why not? Let's let's talk about that one. And all these fears come out and then they actually buy the URL with their name. It's like, okay, now you've updated that storyline. Or can you put your picture on your homepage? I love the fact that your picture is all over your website. And that's, those were conversations we had back in the day that was Mm -hmm. not where you're at now. So, 
you know, that's up there. So now you have that other, other, um, element. And one of my clients tell me like, oh my gosh, we've had this transformation. Like, well, I didn't help you. We just created exercises for you to to have a new ending to your old narrative. And I think that's, what's really powerful around having a container of growth. That's not just your own thing. Yes, totally agree. Um, And I like to say like, you know, although I do, like I focus on three levels of healing, I'm not a healer. I'm just a facilitator and a guy that that happens to one of the things that actually like one of the things, key lessons that I learned from you, Betsy, is it's about how we position our consulting to not be about our medium by which we deliver the transformation, right? So mm-hmm. if, if I'm a process guy, that's just the medium. If I'm a Six Sigma guy, that's just the medium by which I, I deliver the work. But we are so much more than just that that medium, right? And that or that title. It's so interesting because it took me a long time to really think that I had my my program name wrong. I was calling it brand messaging and positioning where it's like, it's really brand positioning. It took me, it's so it's so funny. It's like, even though I do all this stuff for all these other people, it took me a while to realize the positioning is the key and the positioning is where the power is. Like you were talking about how you help your clients take back their power. And when you own your positioning, that is your power. When you are owning like, no, this is the value that I create. This is the impact I want to have. And I'm going to go out there without apologies. It's the positioning first. And then then the messaging will come. Then the medium will come. You know, then the methodology, everything else will come later. Once I understand like, this is what I'm going to try to do. And I think one of the things we were talking about before we decided to record our second session is um, one of the big things that overcomes fear, in my experience, is when your what and your your when your who and your why gets bigger, mm-hmm. then you stop worrying about you. My favorite Audre Lord quote is, you know, when I dare to be powerful to use my strengths in service of my of my vision, you know, matters less and less whether I'm afraid. Like it stops mattering. Who cares? Because I, how I want to change the world is bigger. Do you experience yeah. that in yourself and with your clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's part of where it's part of the coaching, right? I, I, I have to, I have to guide them and I'm, I'm always inviting them to connect to a much bigger why, because it, like you said, it's power, but it's energy. Like that is the thing that's going to, you know, at 6am where in the past, when we didn't have that strong, why we didn't feel like getting up. But when you have a new why, like, it's almost like you can't sleep, like you can't turn the brain off. And I've had that feedback, like, man, I was, I, right. We talked around this, you know, this much bigger why and why it's so important for me. And you led me to this and you didn't like, you didn't lead me, but you guided me to it. You didn't influence my thought. And it's like, I can't even stop thinking about it. Like they get excited and I get excited because of that. Okay. So let's play along because we're both kind of processy people. So let's try to see if we could put a flow, a step-by-step flow on how to deal with fear. So step one with fear is it feels like you just need to shift your perspective on it and just kind of embrace it. It's like, what was the thing that you said to your client was um, just go with it or. Can you allow yourself to find comfort with fear? Okay. So step one is find comfort. Okay. Step one, find comfort with fear. Step two is analyze the fear and where, what, what is underneath the fear? Like, what is the, what is the, um, the fear underneath the fear so that you, so that's like step two step, which relates to getting down to the storyline or the narrative that's unique Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. Step three is to possibly get support to help you unpack that narrative and maybe update it into something that's a little bit more empowering. Once you do that, then step four is get more connected to your bigger picture 
and your vision and your why, mm-hmm. and you move from there. And then I don't know. Is this is this our is our that, process flow working? And what's our and what's our step five? Because you know we're process people. We like to, we have to have five steps to something. What's our fifth step? Yes, five step. The fifth step is just having the courage to to take bold action. All right. You got to put it into practice. You got to you got to you got to you got to take a step. You got to take that first step. Don't look down the road. Ten steps. Just take that first big step. One step at a time. So this, 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 uh, this fear busting dog will hunt. This process <laughs> will work. We're, we're good with this one. Should I write this up for us and we can both yes. use it? Love that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cause you could take the process improvement role out of the people or, but you can never take the process improvement out of the, so we can leave our organizational consulting roles, but we still have our mindsets, which I think is another thing, which going back to, I'll just say one other thing. And I know we've been talking for a long time, but the, the whole idea of like my identity, you said that my identity was tied to being this kind of like process improvement, organizational consultant kind of person. And you were afraid of losing your identity, but what you found is your true identity, your skill sets as an engineering kind of person, that doesn't go away. The environment may be different, but you never really, you don't lose who you actually are. You only become more of who you actually are. Absolutely. I I use all of those, the, the engineering side, the process side every day. Like a, a huge component of my work is the inner work, but I consider the outer work. This is already the strategy, strategy, the tactics, the process. I also include that as well because you know most of my clients they are entrepreneurs so they have an aspect they run into these you know the fear the beliefs in their own like inner beliefs and it 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 blocks them but a lot of them are also they haven't had the the exposure or the tools to actually like how do I process this out step by step especially when it comes to like the technical pieces so I always offer that in support of you know the goals that they're trying to achieve I would challenge you to think about your engineering side as just the external. My guess is, is that the kind of person who's attracted to you is attracted to your structured approach to the belief systems and the internal mind. You know, that every everything from a spiritual growth standpoint doesn't have to be woo-woo, a bunch of unicorns and, you know, crystals and all of that, that mm-hmm. it's, you know, you provide maybe spiritual technology you know, yeah. for the logical, the logical thinker yeah. and that you're a belief engineer, you know? And so it's like, you're going to use that, which is a comfort to a structured person who doesn't want to, like your intuition is grounded in your logic mm. and, and that feels a lot more comfortable. So my guess is, is that your ideal client is a high achieving person who's more logical and values your logical approach to transforming beliefs to activating change into having that holistic view, even the belief, all the belief things are, are the wheels of he- the wellness aspects. Mm-hmm. They're all part of that engineering. That engineer guy is looking at the internal life world through that same lens. I bet you the person who you help is really attracted to that. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. I received that. Cause that is spot on. <laughs> Thank I, you. I like this. I like this new brand that I just created for you. So hopefully this works. Yeah. You're a, you're a mindset engineer. engineer. You're a belief engineer, <laughs> a belief and spirit engineer. I like it. So, well, thank you for unpacking fear with me and staying on for this extra bonus session. And um, anything else you want to add about fear and beliefs? And we just didn't get around to it in our conversation. You know, I, I think we've covered, um, covered, we've, we've covered a lot. Um, if anyone needs help, like 
reach out. Like I'm here to serve and I love doing this type of work. And are you going to have a blog on your, are you going to write a blog about our five-step process for busting fear? I will. I will. I will definitely do that because that is amazing. I love that. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Thanks, Betsy. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review Enough Already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait. Start today.